Good morning. Hello to all of you. I'm Joan Hogan welcoming you to the Prairie Doc Radio Program. Dr. Rick Holm, our medical expert, should be here in momentarily. He's re- he will be. We hope he will be ready to answer any questions you might have of a medical nature. His specialty is internal medicine. He's worked with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and has served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine. Because we're a little aware of Rick Holm not always being on time. I am so pleased today to have Dr. Kelly Evans Ullinger with us. She's an internal medicine physician with the Avira Medical Group Brookings. You've been with us before, Kelly, and we really welcome you back. Thank you. It's been a while. Well, it has. And mm-hmm. I want to know, is it Hullinger or Hullinger? Hard G, Hullinger. Ger. Yeah. All right, Ger. All right, Hullinger. <laughs> wasn't sure. Well, I know Kelly Evans was really easy that, at that's me. That's good enough. You yeah. are a married woman. We should get your husband, <laughs> your last name in there. Well, it's good to have you with us, Kelly. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm wondering, tomorrow night, there's mm-hmm. the South Dakota uh, Public Television Program, of course, with Dr. Rick Holm with... Um, on call with the Prairie Doc, Mm -hmm. and tomorrow they're going to talk about a very serious subject, suicide and how to prevent it and depression. And I thought, because I don't get in on everything going on with Dr. Holm, you might be there too, or you're going to be there? I'm filling in if Dr. Holm's not up to it, um, but I think he's hoping to be able to do the show. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So Yeah, and his guest will be um, Dr. Stanley from uh, Avera Behavioral Health, who um, is excellent and very well versed in the world around um, depression mental health and um, sort of has been in the in the community in this state for a while so is aware of pro new programs designed to um, help with suicide prevention so that'll mm-hmm. be a, that'll be a very good show it will be it'll not be not uplifting show. but it can be uplifting yeah. uh, there's just there's so much about suicide that was not talked about for years and now finally we're recognizing you're better off talking about it than keeping it quiet. Correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the depression, you know, suicide and depression are not obviously one and the same. Um, but depression, I would say, is one of the most common conditions that we as primary care physicians treat day to day. I think people would be very surprised at the number of people who meet criteria for clinical depression over the course of their lifetimes. The first time, the first thing that I say to anybody who walks into my office to talk about this is that I am glad you came in because I think there are a lot of folks out there that never seek help um, and either struggle through it um, unnecessarily when there are things that we can do to help medicine and otherwise um or you know at worst case scenario never talk about it and get to a point of hopelessness that they might be at risk for self-harm or suicide okay Mm -hmm. you know you surprise me when you say one of the most prevalent conditions that you see mm-hmm. you're an internal medicine physician so mm-hmm. you're seeing mainly adults right not yep, children all adults all and adults. yeah I'll, I'll, right up there i would say with high blood pressure diabetes depression and anxiety really? between the two of them are extremely common mm-hmm. you know you keep hearing about young people teenagers being worried and depressed but i figure by the time they're adults they got their act together nope. and it isn't getting your act together that's the no, wrong term that, I'm exactly sorry. yes so the, yes not have said the, that. It, right. it affects everyone it really doesn't discriminate across age or social class at at all we see it in in everybody and you're right i think there's there's still an is plenty of stigma out there to overcome um but the i think the the 
the probably the worst thing one could do would be to not talk about it if if there is something like that going on in your life so well, good. Well, yeah. thank you, Kelly. And we're still kind of expecting Dr. Holm to show up. We'll see if he does or not. We're going to take our first break. If you have any questions about this topic or any other medical topic that is of interest to you, why don't you give us a call at 692-1430. And if you are listening online, remember the area code 605-692-1430. And we'll be back after these important words from Avera Health. Vaping is a term for using an electronic or e-cigarette. There have recently been illness and death associated with vaping that is currently under study by the Center for Disease Control. Patients in this CDC investigation of vaping-related illnesses have reported symptoms such as cough, shortness of breath or chest pain, nausea, vomiting or diarrhea, fatigue, fever or abdominal pain. Some patients have reported that their symptoms developed over a few days, while others have reported that their symptoms developed over several weeks. A lung infection does not appear to be causing the symptoms. Anyone who uses an e-cigarette or vaping product should not buy these products off the street and should not modify or add any substances to these products that are not intended by the manufacturer. See a healthcare provider right away if you have symptoms like those reported in this outbreak. Brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Rick Holm might be coming in, but we have Dr. Kelly Evans with us. And Dr. Kelly Evans is an internal medicine physician, just the same as Dr. Mm -hmm. Rick Holm. So you have an adult population that you deal with. Knowing this, we should talk about flu shots. We have almost every week now for three weeks running. We've talked about it so much there might be a little shortage. Yeah, well, yeah. So actually, there are, there are apparently some national shortages in specifically the high-dose influenza vaccine, which is what is recommended for patients 65 and older. We have remained stocked on that at our clinic, so we still do have high-dose flu at the Avera Medical Clinic in Brookings, but I know some pharmacies in town have been out and are awaiting restocking. There have there even been some intermittent shortages of um, the regular flu vaccine for folks under 65. I hope that means that a lot of patients are out there getting their flu shots this year. Um, um, but certainly if you have questions about it, call ahead to the pharmacy or the clinic to see if they have a uh, supply of stuff before you come. They should be able to tell you. That'd be great. And we are actively awaiting being restocked on the things that we're short on. So, And it is important to get those flu shots. Absolutely. We Absolutely. still recommend it across the board. Okay. I'm going to mention one more thing that's going on with Avera Health or the Brookings Health System and that they're going to have a joint replacement option seminar. It's scheduled for November 5th. It starts at 6 o'clock, so Tuesday, November 5th. Put it on your calendar if you're curious or want to know something about joint replacement. And we're not talking about a joint that you might... No, we'll let that go. <laughs> we're talking about joints that uh, are knees or hips, usually, that mm -hmm. are being replaced. Or I know... Are shoulders replaced now? There is, there's it's a shoulder... Of, it's, it's a... It's, a little bit of a different surgery and probably wouldn't be covered no. under this. this so the most common would be knees and hips. Knees yep. and hips. Mm -hmm. And we do have two orthopedic surgeons with mm -hmm. the Brookings Health System now. Both of them just excellent surgeons, Dr. Michael Homo and Dr. Mark Mayer. Mm -hmm. They'll both be here to talk about hip and knee. They have a robotic arm technology. They want to show you how this works and how it enhances 
any joint replacement. So if you're interested, you should, because the seating is somewhat limited, there's no charge for it, but you should register and you can call Brookings Health. If you can't write down this number right now, it's okay. Just look it up in the telephone book, but it's 696-9000. Call them or you can find Brookings Health online and just say that you'll be coming on November 5th. No charge, six o'clock in the evening. And we hope if you're interested at all in having a joint replaced, that this might be the thing that we just, they're not gonna force anything on you. They're just gonna tell you about what's available Purely informative, here. yep. Truly informative. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's it's a nice option. We've, we've not been able to provide joint replacement surgery here in Brookings for a long time until we added our orthopedics team over the last couple of years. And so there's still some patients that aren't aware that you can have that done locally. And it's so much nicer to have it done in Brookings yes. and not have to leave town. Right. I just got a note from Dr. Home. He said he might be five minutes late. Okay. We <laughs> need we'll him to going. look at we'll a watch. <laughs> we'll plug along. He's coming. <laughs> We're just not sure. Along soon, we think. Uh, well, we started by talking about the subject that will be on South Dakota Public TV tomorrow mm-hmm. night on Dr. Home's On Call with the Prairie Doc. You might be there. We, I may Dr. or may Holm not be there. Be there. Yep. One, we'll of the other, one of you will be yes. there in discussing suicide. And the one thing that I think is really important, if you've considered it at all, there really is a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And the number is 1-800-273-TALK. I think you can find that even in your telephone book. I mean, there's many places sure. you can find it. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, if you have any thoughts of suicide, Call that first, 1-800-273-TALK or 8255, T-A-L-K. Mm-hmm. Do you have more to say about suicide prevention or just uh, do, how to deal with depression in general? Yeah, I mean, like I said, depression is very common. One of the first things that we do when we have a patient with depression in the clinic is assess for suicide risk because certainly not all depressed patients are on that pathway. And so we try to assess what is the urgency um, and, and is there something that we need to do immediately to help reduce risk of suicide. So that's that's one, that's one a part of depression, but they're, they're kind of separate um, topics, quite honestly. And certainly development of community resources and the Suicide Prevention Lifeline is a place to start, but there are also resources in the community, counseling um, centers that we utilize frequently to try and help reduce risk of um, that happening to people. Okay. Well, thank you, Kelly. Uh, Dr. Holm Good just morning, made Dr. it in the Holm. studio. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Dr. Holm. As long as you're here, we're going to let you warm up. We're going to take our second break, and we'll be ready to hear from you right after these important words. Kids are back to school, and the spread of germs are in full swing. Parents, please teach your child to wash their hands often and use hand sanitizer when they can't get to the sink. Show them how to cough into their sleeve. If your child has a fever, keep them home from school, offer fluids, and encourage rest. You can reach your primary care provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We're happy to have you listening today. I've been talking with Dr. Kelly Evans Hollinger, who's an internal medicine physician with the Avera Medical Group Brookings, and joining us in the studio now is our own Dr. Rick Holm. The jerk. I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, you know, He's a walker, and it's hard to... Sometimes to you miscalculate, and then, of course, your, your GI tract sometimes says things to you, that you but we're not going to say what that GI tract said. <laughs> thank uh, you. I'm, thank you. So thank you for being here, Kelly, and it's just... Yeah. 
Happy to be here. Yes. Um, so, uh, you know, tell me a little bit about your background. You are originally from uh, some foreign country of some where, where are you from originally right here in Brookings Gee. I you know so every once in a while I'll have a patient come into my office Dr. Holman they'll say well they'll they'll provide a piece of history well that happened years and years ago I think Dr. Wake was my doctor when that happened I say oh I think Dr. Wake delivered me actually so yeah. I don't I, I've been in Brookings a long time so and you have with a short spell away yeah. yes and you have twins I have twins they're Three going on four. They're oh. in preschool. They are hysterical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just uh, saw one of Scott Hodges's cousins, uh, who is a dentist in Omaha. I was down to Scott's mom's funeral, and uh, the uh, cousin uh, I first met. Uh, we went by his house. His name is Williams. And knocked on the door, and you could hear motion going on behind the door, you know, excitement, something going on. And here were two little boy twins that were probably about five. And if there was ever a hyper child in my whole life that I, I could see there as a hyper child, here was two. a hyper child times two. <laughs> and they were, oh, yay, someone's here, wow, and they're jumping on the couch you know and they're bounding from room to room and screaming and yay and i mean i thought to myself wow your hands are full right? your hands are full oh my goodness so anyway that there is something about twins we have how many sets of twins among the physicians of brookings it's 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 a lot it's in a, a little bit uncanny yeah we have numerous physicians in our group who um have Twins. twins. I was not aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I had mine before we moved back to Brookings. So yes. I, I don't think it's any environmental factors. But <laughs> <laughs> There's so. one when our daughter moved to Rapid City a number of years ago, probably 18 years ago, she said, I'm not going to live on Twin Lane. They said, what? She said, there are six sets of twins on that block. And it was named Twin Lane before the people <laughs> built their homes. <laughs> and she said, you that's do funny. not want to live on that block. That's <laughs> oh. in Rapid City. So oh, that's a that's dangerous really place to live. But, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, but, of course, twins are wonderful, too. They are, You can yes. say how, you know, they're hyper, they're whatever yeah, they are. They come but with their extra challenges, yeah. but they are fun. And it's mm-hmm. neat to see how their minds work together, isn't it? Mm-hmm. With, against yes. you sometimes or with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yet. Yeah, not yet. Mm-hmm. So they're identical. They're identical. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so, th- w- what are all the what are the lessons that all of the psychologists and the the experts out there about raising twins say? You know, they need to be individually uh, yeah, I loved think and I, separated. Yeah, I do not claim and to be an expert. I I think about that. You know what? Because they are genetically the same person Person. and so that's a link that i can't understand i don't know what that's like and so i don't hopefully they will tell us what they need to do and we don't have to make those decisions about how to help them be individuals hope i think that will come naturally but yeah an interesting topic yes Mm -hmm. um i was thinking about the first time i really talked with you about medicine i don't know that we really did speak before that maybe about golf and or i don't know what it was but you were a waitress at cubby's yep and i said and um and you said and you know i'm thinking about 
pre-med, you know, I might. I said, you don't miss it. It's a great Go for thing. It. <laughs> and shadow me anytime, and you did. Mm-hmm. And um, and I came to this radio show the day that I sh- one day that I shadowed you before I was in medical school. <laughs> I remember, I remember that. that I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, he put you in front you of the mic. You didn't tell me that was going to happen. That yeah, day. we're just going to go to the radio, <laughs> and I'll talk on the radio. Say, hey, Kelly, hey, what do you think about the differential between you know? Kelly, you're not the only one he did that to. Yeah, Every student he had run through here, mm-hmm. I thought those poor kids came in scared to death, and he didn't care. You put them on the spot. They gained wonderful experience. They may not have enjoyed it at the and moment. the value of, of uh, uh, public education about health issues is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Well, no one is more aware of that than you, because you have really reached out to the public with medical information that you've given mm-hmm. on your mm-hmm. newspaper column once a week on this radio show I'll once start a week. It here, Joan. You're on. Well, it did, Joan, but you kept you, going. <laughs> are you aware that Dr. Holm won a National American College of Physicians Award recently for his public service, his life of public service doing these programs? Isn't that just he was fantastic? That last month, yeah. And mm-hmm. it was well deserved. Mm-hmm. We're very well. happy for you, Rick. Very good. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wonderful accolades we will take our final break now and give us a nice time to talk when we return car safety is very important the avera medical group brookings reminds you to buckle your children in the middle of the back seat when possible because it's the safest spot in the vehicle remember that airbags can kill young children riding in the front seat never place a rear-facing car seat in the front where there is an airbag Remember to buckle your children in car seats, booster seats, or seat belts with every trip, no matter how short. And set a good example and help protect anyone in the car by always using your seatbelt. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Joan Hogan here with Dr. Rick Holm and Dr. Kelly Evans-Hollinger, who is also an internal medicine physician. The two of them have been talking about various things, mainly that Dr. Holm has done a great job getting the word out on how important it is to educate the public about pub- about their medical health. And we're so glad you've done this over the years, Dr. Holm. Tomorrow night, you're going to be trying to educate the public a little bit more on a tough topic, suicide and depression. It's not going to be easy to talk about. One thing, I know you write your weekly uh, newspaper essay, and one thing, there's third different things that jumped out at me, but you said significant thoughts of suicide occur in one of four women in one of eight men in their lifetime. I'm glad I wasn't in that one of four, but it's really... It's a lot. It's, that's a lot of people. It's a lot significant of people. Significant thoughts, not just fleeting. Not just a fleeting thought. Wow. It's a significant uh, thought, and you know, a lot of uh, in, uh, suicide attempts, more double in women than in men, but suicide successes are double in men than in women. Mm-hmm. And so it just... Uh, men are stronger with a gun? Well, yeah, <laughs> they, no, they go right to violence. Right they, to violence. They choose more violent methods. And the women might mm-hmm. take a pill, a pill or thinking mm-hmm. that'll do it. And, and actually, uh, th- that's a wonderful thing to say, I need help, I need help, I need help, mm-hmm. and I'm at the end of my rope and I can't ask anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's an ask. Mm-hmm. And I think men do uh, th- think the same thing, but you know, they played enough video games that shoot, putting a gun uh, a blast through somebody's head doesn't kill them because, you know, the monster sh- stands up and the 
hero in the game stands up and they run away again. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, we've got to, I think people don't realize that it, this is a terrible choice. Uh, it's a permanent choice uh, for what is almost always a temporary deal. It happens, they're depressed, they come out of it. Um, and they I'm do come out of it, and, and that's what has to be emphasized mm -hmm. to these people over and over again. If, they're, if one out of four and one out of eight are thinking about suicide, you have to recognize that this is the low, and there uh, will be a high, yeah. and you just have to know you're not going to get lower than this. No, I, I think uh, we have to realize that uh, if we are thinking about doing this, realize it's a bad choice particularly for your family or for anybody who, who cares about you. Uh, it's, it's one of the most destructive uh, things I've ever seen. And if you're, if you're going for destruction, well, that might be it. But I sure hope you aren't. Uh, Kelly. And you, we brought up firearms. Um, that is a common means of suicide completion in the United States. Interestingly, over maybe the last five or ten years, um, the, there, for whatever reason, this has been a, it's been a controversial topic whether physicians should ask about firearms in the house. And I would emphasize that this is really the main reason that I ask about someone's access to firearms. If someone comes in and they have severe depression and they have thoughts of suicide, my goal is reducing the risk of them carrying something out. And part of that is me asking about means to to that to end deadly to that end because if some, like like we talked about this may be fleeting and sometimes if we can have an open conversation about it i i may say do you have a firearm in the home and and I'll, most people do around here i mean obviously it's, it's very south common dakota. it's I south sure dakota do. and and so we might talk about well sh can should we talk to a family member about maybe housing your firearm while you're at higher risk until we get things under control? And most people are open to that. Um, Which is good. Yes, yeah. and that that's needs to be part of the conversation because what we wouldn't want is for some, an, on an impulsive moment, for something to happen that doesn't need to happen. And you think impulsive, you think also that the youth are more impulsive than the elderly. The elderly plan it out, the youth, Suddenly there's a gun, grab the gun, pull the trigger. It was just a fleeting idea. It was, the person wasn't even depressed. For, uh, they just, maybe this will solve the problem. And uh, I know there was a, there's been, I, I don't know even talk about individual cases. It just breaks my It is, it's heart. absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I think about the family members and, and uh, I just, couldn't think of a more despicable thing to do to my family. Mm. So um, I don't know if that helps. Um, maybe uh, w just uh, the idea that if you're feeling low, you know, you don't need to be miserable. There, there is uh, suffering when a person is depressed. That is, that that can is be real some of the suffering. That can be the worst suffering. And um, so, you know, get some help. There's medicine that makes a huge difference. There's certain counseling things that can, you can do. Taking a walk every day is an important thing. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of things that you can do uh, if you or your loved one is, is uh, sinking low. Mm -hmm. And if you know, if you are the parent or the wife or the husband of someone who you know is down or depressed, what are your suggestions for them? Call their doctor. Okay. 
tell the then tell the patient that tell your your spouse or whoever it was that you called their doctor. <laughs> That's good, <laughs> right? And that you've made an appointment for them, mm-hmm. and um, get them help. Uh, you know, it's amazing. They walk in the room, the spouse is in the corner, and, uh, the, and there's quiet. And the spouse says, "So tell them." I, I don't know if you've heard that a oh, lot. Yes, of oh, yes, absolutely. And uh, it can be anything from, uh, okay, my breath has been really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it can be that I'm, I've been not working like I should be. And then when that person starts talking, they open up their heart and let it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we are in favor of that. Whatever we can do to encourage mm-hmm. people to take steps to avoid the horrendous act of a permanent uh, uh, result of a temporary problem. It is a temporary problem, and you don't want a permanent act to end it. No. Just absolutely not. You know, you mentioned, Kelly, that uh, you think it's a good idea that they move guns out of the home if they're feeling this way. I have a friend whose husband was diagnosed with either dementia or Alzheimer's, I'm not sure which, great gunman, and the doctor said, you know, you have to get all guns out of the house. And he said, I love my guns. He's still kind of there, and and the doctor said, you, it will hurt your wife's insurance if there's guns in your home. <laughs> and, and he just, and really the doctor just said, you know, because he was getting depressed, knowing he had dementia coming on, that the guns should be out of the home. So they sold all their guns. Yeah. And I think it was a good move. Oh, yeah. I think it was a wonderful move. And I, I, mean, I don't think it should be controversial for us to talk about that. I mean, right. it, 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 it entirely comes from the perspective of safety in and situations health. like this. Yes. That's right. right. I mean, uh, I, am I a hunter? Yes. Do I believe in uh, pheasant hunting and deer hunting? I do. And I, I kill what I eat. And I, I love it. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't think of a happier time in my life almost. Then um, it makes me you were cry to oh. talk about walking through the fields with my dad. You know, <laughs> it just brings tears to Wonder, your eyes. I mean, it's a wonderful feeling, but um, uh, you know, uh, there's the a time danger is yeah. there, and if somebody is in trouble, get rid of the guns. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And any you know any self-respecting NRA member would say the same. Yeah, absolutely. Say we're talking about suicide prevention and different treatments, and there are treatments other than medicine. One is called ECT, electroconvulsive therapy. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about that? I can chime in about that. So I would encourage, I I suspect it may be something that you talk about with Dr. Stanley on the show tomorrow. Um, I rotated with Dr. Stanley as a medical student and um, so got to see some electroconvulsive therapy treatment um, that he used on patients. So this is this is not obviously for everybody. This is for more severe and resistant cases of depression. ECT has a terrible rap because of one flew over the cuckoo's nest, right? That I is couldn't think of the name of the movie. Our, that, that is all in, in all of our heads. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. You Awful. always think of one flew over yeah. the cuckoo nest, which you shouldn't because it is yes. supportive. And it, it And you know what? It has probably among the various therapies for treatment of severe depression it has the best clinical evidence that it works wow so it should not be discounted and And it's it's very humane it's very yeah it's kind of a and it's it's safe and it's humane and um i'm no expert but um i would just as sort of public awareness this is not some horrid thing like it looks like (laughs) 
yeah. you know, yeah. in, in that situation. Um, but it is something that is available to patients regionally, so. Well, and, and uh, you know, there's all sorts of experiments going on about other treatments for depression. Mm -hmm. And the, the medicines that we have keep getting better, no question. Mm -hmm. But uh, electrical uh, ECT mm -hmm. is, is a non-medicinal effective, very effective method of, of treatment that we don't want to throw that away mm -hmm. if, if there's a need for it. Yeah. And we have a young friend who has, uh, was dealing with depression and over the past, when she finally got help, uh, they started on pills and the pills weren't right and they did a different one and it wasn't right. It got to the third before it really made a difference. And I think that's good for people to know yeah. that if you start on a medicine, Doesn't you have to realize it might not be the right one, but the right one will come. You got to keep dancing on the lily pads to get to that. Yeah. That, that one that works. Yep. Well, think positive, please. And we have run out of time. I've thought positive, enjoying both of you here today. We hope all of you have enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program. And we'll listen again for Prairie Doc, brought to you by the Avira Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit us at www.prairiedoc.org. Thanks so much to Dr. Kelly Evans-Hollinger for joining me today. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much, mm -hmm. Kelly. And Dr. Say Holm, that's all for today. Whoa. Well, thank you, Joan, and thank you, Bob. Did we forget one thing? We need to exercise. I said exercise is one of the best treatments for depression. Dr. Holm walked okay. all the way through Brookings to get here today. Yes, I did. <laughs> Stay healthy out there, people. <laughs>